Hey, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show, hanging out here in Studio 22. I want you guys to do something for me. Um, go to watchchad.com. We have a brand new line of merch that's coming out here in literally in the next few days. So keep checking back. We've got some really cool stuff that's coming out. And uh, happy to announce that we're, we're partnering with uh, the Duck Commander folks, uh, as you know, Duck Dynasty, to bring you some brand new merch. So uh, it's going to be some exciting stuff. Been a long Brought a little process trying to get all that out, but go to watchchad.com and also check out the tour dates and see what's going on. Uh, if you want to stay abreast of all things current, go to politicalcowboy.com and uh, certainly subscribe at blazetv.com slash humor and use promo code Chad so you can get humor me. Having a lot of fun. I want you to come Friday night, the, the 19th, that's this Friday night, Macon, Georgia. We're going to be uh, at the Hargrave theater there in downtown Macon and have a lot of fun just got back from Roswell New Mexico had a blast there and we're going to be Saturday night we're going to be in Athens Georgia the Georgia theater on the 20th and then the 21st which is of course Sunday early show at the Burl in Lexington Kentucky so we're going to put a lot of miles behind us this weekend if you're in Georgia or Kentucky come on join us if you're in Tennessee drive on up you can do it you can make it I love it when people, Natalie, when they always say, you're too far away. You're an hour away. I came across the country. I came across the country. You can meet me an hour. I, I can't come to every little, you know. I mean, people say, oh, you're going to be in Nashville. I'm down in Murfreesboro. That's 15 miles. <laughs> Maybe if you'll come back sometime. We have a lot of fun at those shows. I know that a lot of times people don't know what to expect, but I had a blast in Roswell, New Mexico this past weekend. I saw your pictures. Those folks, it was a packed house. It was a sold-out deal, and that, that place was just rocking. Those people were rowdy. I don't know if it's because they were bored because they were in Roswell or what was going on, but this is a weird place, man. There's aliens everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you got up close and personal with an alien. I did. I got butt-diddled. <laughs> and uh, I posted a picture of it on Instagram, and everybody got mad, and that's okay. Not everybody. I didn't get uh, mad. Most people laugh, but, you know, some people are— some Well, they get are, mad Well, you about... know, because I'm a role model, and I shouldn't be bending over with an alien's finger pointing towards my butt. <laughs> I think that's the least of our concerns with you. I think it really is. Oh, look you know, at people, that. There it is. Look, look at, at you. me. You're look so at pretty. Me. I mean, does it not look like I'm having fun? Look at there. Well, sure. My little T-Rex arms. You can. <laughs> I mean, he's just all business as usual. Look at that picture. That's how they greet you. What do you expect? That's how they when say, you... I would say they shake hands, but they don't. They shake something else. And people get so upset about things. They're like, you're supposed to be a role model. This is unbecoming. I'm going to have to unfollow you because I'm sorry. I grew up in a house full of boys and ball players and, and all this stuff. I promise you that is the least right there of anything. Um, and plus, I travel all over the country with Party Foul Steve. And Bougie Sean and Metro Jason and, and, you know. And you know what, Chad? I think that's probably one of your hottest Tinder dates I've seen. I know, right? It's cute. Well, you know, you're not going to live forever, so you should always have sex on the first date. That's, that's my fault. <laughs> With an alien. <laughs> you never know when you're going to die, so you just have sex on the first date. Gosh. I used to know this old preacher. He used to eat his dessert first because he said, I, didn't, I don't know when the rapture's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so every meal he would eat his dessert first oh, I like because he didn't know if jesus was gonna take him it's so but he he died he died <laughs> he, he eventually died so um uh <laughs> diabetes got him <laughs> diabetes. he saw the undertaker before he saw the upper taker 
He didn't make it to the rapture. Oh, so anyway, gosh. man, I tell you, we had fun. That crowd in New Mexico, though, uh, if I could if I could have a crowd like that bunch of people at every single show we go to, because they were there to have fun, and and we just had a blast. So That's good. Everybody that comes out, you know, somebody messaged me the other day and said, you know, it's good when you have a good show. It makes the bad ones. And I said, we've really never had a bad show. Mm-mm. I mean, I might have had some nights where I felt a little off or was tired or something like that, or the people didn't know what to do with themselves. But still, <laughs> I'm going to have fun no matter what. Party foul, Steve. Jennings sitting in the peanut gallery. You guys, hey. Steve's a trooper. Now, I got to tell you guys, people always say, what does Steve do? Steve works hard. People don't, people, you don't get the credit for how hard you work. You really don't. And I want to publicly do that because you, first of all, Steve drove us. We drove. This was a, this was a driving trip. Steve does all the driving when we're on the road. Um, you take, take this past weekend, you know, seven and a half hours out there, seven and a half hours back. Steve does all the driving. And this weekend, we'll have to do a lot of driving around Georgia and all the way up to Kentucky. Steve will do all that driving. Not to mention making sure everybody gets to places on time and everything's set up and the merch is straightened mm-hmm. out. And I mean, it's just, he, he does a lot of little little things that mount up to a lot of big things. And he handles you. And he takes care of me. And he mm-hmm. pays the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and I collect the check. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, you know, hats off to Party Foul Steve. My mother loves Party Foul Steve. She just hasn't spent enough time around him. That's the only thing. She's always like, you be nice to him. You be sweet. <laughs> okay, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Okay, Mom. Party time, Mom. And Jennings, somebody sent me a message last week and said, now, who exactly is Jennings? Where did he come from? Is he part of Steve Helms' band? <laughs> yes. No. He's an international man of mystery. Don't tell now. Him. It's obvious somebody that hasn't lady watched the show very often. I know. And then, some, then some lady sent me a message saying she wanted to put a tattoo of Jennings on her rear end. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. sexy. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. I, I, mean, I, have, I have a tattoo of me on my rear end, so why don't <laughs> anybody else? Jennings called me a Nazi. Well, that's because you were doing a Nazi pose, as yeah. a Cowboys I cheerleader. Was not you were doing, doing a whole. A Nazi pose. You were you were doing a sig howl right in the middle of the Dallas Cowboys field. No, well, you were, I, you were I dog a, whistling. I think that's what they call it. It yeah. was a, a memory that popped up, and I shared it because I, you know, I live in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago, and I, you know, I live in the past, and it was. It's usually the final pose that the cheerleaders do in the splits. Right when the song's over, and you I do guess the thing, you, and then you go, Hoop, and you go down. Can you still do <laughs> yeah. splits? Show them. No. Do it. Can't anyway, do it. the final pose is, you know, one arm up it's, and then. You sig it and you split. No. The Jennings very Aryan sends me a text. Gesture. <laughs> very. No. For a brown haired woman, it's a very. That's not in most of the newsreels, but immediately after doing this, Hitler would always do the splits too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, hey, that's what pissed him off about Jesse Owens in the 1939 Olympics is Jesse did the split. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, I invented this. Ivan Gurvin Dargin, Hugin Gurvin Froggin. Is Hitler a Swedish chef? Ivan Gurvin Schneikel nine nine nine. Now I want meatballs. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Man, some I was over, I was across the way over there at the studio, and and somebody was cooking something that smelled delicious. It was Dude. like. Like a really good marinara sauce, and I walked by it, there. It I, smelled so good. I stuck my head in the kitchen. I said, "What are you cooking?" It. I said, "I want to. What is it?" And he goes, "It's quinoa." And I was like, "Bro, you want to talk about a letdown?" I mean, that's like getting catfished by food right there. <laughs> is that some more of a Glenn's security cooking Who in knows? the kitchen? Who knows? Like everybody around here is covert. Nobody knows. Yeah, who I don't Glenn's know. security is or who some Mossad special forces mm-hmm. around. I mean, this is a weird place, dude. I'm, they I'm can, coming for they you. They can all cook, though. They, everybody, that's all they got to do around here. 
I mean, this place is locked up tighter than Fort Knox. But you know how, as 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 good as that smelled, because I smelled it too. <clears throat> maybe that sh- that could be our diet if it if you know quinoa. No, I mean I'll eat quinoa mixed in with something else. It smelled so good. It maybe smelled it... good, but no. Is that that quinoa stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Spoken like a true non-millennial. Driving the mothership of Studio 22, sitting over here at the helm, the puppet master himself, Mark. Hello. I Representing. Found I found out Mark went to Liberty University yesterday. I had no yeah. idea. This is a new new revelation for you, right? It was a new yeah. revelation. I'm yeah. Make party foul clean his act up around you. <laughs> That's not the shirt you're sporting, though. No, this is uh, Florida State. Yeah. Because, pulling, for, pulling for a real school. Yeah. I might get some hate <laughs> for this, but Liberty doesn't really have a real football team. So okay. do they know. have a fake one or they have a a pretty bad like FBS team. So what's it's like, the mascot of Liberty University? <laughs> the, the mascot of Liberty is the flames, which uh, is an interesting, interesting choice. I think the, what? the flames. Yes. <laughs> yep. It just reminds you that if you don't get right with God, you're going to hell. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like the flamers. <clears throat> What was your mat like? The did you have a like a ball of fire as the mat? Like did it run across the field or what? They had a uh, well, they had a eagle because I guess a group of eagles can be a flame. I don't a know. flame. I don't know. But the mascot's name was Sparky. <laughs> and it, but after the fire of '56, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sparky would no around. feathers left on Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> okay, DC, the queen of the Ethiopians. Oh, yes. oh my here. goodness! Hey, girl. Hi. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did. It's good. I, uh, I, Candace, how old are you? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three. She's one of the most intimidating twenty three year olds mm-hmm. I've ever been around. Like, she's so driven and so direct and so pointed and precise. And I see her name pop up, and I'm like, oh, God, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what I want you to think whenever I text you. <laughs> she also carries a hatchet around. That's pretty intimidating. Well, Josh, that's not public knowledge until now. But that's, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, we're going to have to get her a tactical fanny pack. I was going to say, she has her own fanny pack um, of death. Yeah, I'm yeah. open for it. Let's that's go. good. That's good. But, you know, down there south of the border, they carry machetes. So they're used to it. Ethiopia, they carry spears. What do y'all think about Trump tweeting this stuff out this week, telling those girls to go back home? You know, telling uh, the squad, as they call it. I mean, I can't believe that now we're referring to poor congresswomen as the squad. I mean, this is some high school mean girl stuff going on. But again, we're talking, we're using Nancy Pelosi's term here Mm -hmm. when we talk about the squad. But there's been this little head-butting match going on between Nancy Pelosi and the squad. And, of course, that is Omar Ilan, uh, Ilan Omar, mm-hmm. Rashida Tlaib, um, Ocasio-Cortez, and who's the other one? Candace. Rashida, I think. I can't think Ilhan, of the other Anyway. Rashida. I think that's the squad. I think there's a sure. fourth. I think there's another one. But those are the main three everybody knows about. And so, you know, they've been butting heads, Pelosi going at them, and then Ocasio Cortez called her racist. That her I saw that racist and all that stuff. Which I thought it was kind of funny that Trump, on his way to Marine One the other day, says he defended Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that clip or not. Which is, which is troll level master right there. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? I talk to Nancy Pelosi all the time. She's not a racist. You know, she's we work together and blah blah blah. We talk all the time. And so. 
you want to just step back and let them devour each other, right? Like let let the people on the left just devour each other. Trump can't do that. Trump just can't let it go. He gets on Twitter and he starts talking about people who came from other countries. First mm-hmm. of all, he says this is the greatest country in the world. People who are now serving here who, who originated from other countries. Why don't you go back and see how those countries are doing things? And if you want to fix a country, why don't you fix where you came from? So basically, mm-hmm. it caused a trend. You know, Trump is racist and all this, you know, stuff that went on through the weekend. Because nobody had called him that before. No, yeah, no, because that's, <laughs> fre- that's a fresh vibe right there. <laughs> He's playing all of them. Well, he is in the, in the sense that he is, okay? I mean, he, he's master trolling in a big, big way. But let, me t- <laughs> but let me tell you what that took the attention. And let me tell you how he's trolling. Because everybody was talking about ICE raids mm-hmm. because he said we're going to round up everybody that has a federal charge against them that did not come back to court and, has, and is supposed to be already gone. We're going to come round those people up. Of course, people like Beto O'Rourke, and I'm getting in the weeds here, but I want to get in the weeds for this. Mm-hmm. So Beto O'Rourke and those guys come out and say, okay, we're telling everybody there's going to be ICE raids. If you live in this area, call this number. If you suspect it's going to happen, if you can live in this area. So he, he does this long tweet thread of putting all the different major cities in America with the numbers on there, right? And, and where so, you can go to hide yeah. And so everybody, churches. Well, that's treasonous, first of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's you're aiding and abetting in that regard. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Treason is a strong word, but you are aiding and abetting criminals because the issue was not about going up and rounding up Hispanics. It wasn't even about going out and rounding up illegals. It was about going out and rounding up people who have a federal charge, a federal injunction against them that they are supposed to have either appeared in court again or they're supposed to already be deported. All right. So that's what we're talking about. But what Trump's trolling did with the squad was it took the eyes off of this ice raid thing mm-hmm. and made everybody focus back on him and his tweets. And see, it's it's for DHS in a big way. Now, is it appropriate? I'll let everybody decide on that. It could be justified both ways. Is it racist? Let me ask y'all. Give me a definition of racism. And that goes to everybody. I want I want Mark, Candace, I want I want everybody to just give me just in a nutshell what is what is racism? Go first. Somebody. Jennings, go first. <laughs> why, why me? You don't have to. Because I'm black, isn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> your eyeballs uh, are yeah. black. Like your soul. Uh, I think I think the, the probably the best general de- definition of racism would be um, the, the idea that one race uh, is superior to another or to a group of others or... Um, maybe even a better way to say it would be the inverse, which is that one race or a group of races is inferior yep. for one reason or another. That's right. exactly what I was going to say. I'm sure it was. I'm sure. It was. <laughs> exactly. You're such a scholar, Polly Barty Fowl. I feel smarter to just sit next to you. Yeah. You're not. I should. <laughs> I was just going to say hate for any um, race that isn't your own. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeping it short. I would agree with Natalie. Like, yeah. Mark, you, you with the consensus there? Yeah, just discrimination against someone because of their race. Okay. So prejudicial discrimination yeah. because of the color of someone's skin. I mean, basically, that is a racist action. What you said, feeling that a race because of the color of someone's skin is inferior or superior, 
um, that is racism. That is that is basically a good working definition mm-hmm. of racism. You are you've created an ism out of race, which is in essence a, a sense of religion. I mean, you operate your life by isms, so that ism is dependent on race. There's nothing in those tweets about their race. Being from another country has nothing to do with your race. They're South Africans that are white. You understand what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with your race. My wife, uh, I shouldn't tell that story, but I'm going to. My, my wife had someone that came in the other day in her office, and they had recently gone to Africa. They were an African-American family, and they said they were treated differently because, of course, they wanted to go kind of find roots where they came from. And I can't tell you how many times over and over and over again People that I know who are African-American have gone to Africa to try to discover where they came from, and they come back, and they were like, oh, we're not like them at all, and they're not like us. Okay, but they're the same skin color, right? It is a cultural difference, cultural difference. I've, I've told y'all stories about people that have traveled with me, uh, blacks that have traveled with me to Africa, and they're like, I'm sticking with you, dude, because I don't know my way around here. If I'm sitting in a restaurant somewhere, and all of a sudden a bunch of Germans mm-hmm. come walking in, you know what? I, I bet you I can identify that they're probably from Europe just by their appearance. I can probably identify that they're not from Burleson, Texas, just by what they're wearing. Before they the say they anything. Cut their hair, the way they carry themselves, their complexion. And they're white, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It's just a cultural difference. It, it's okay to be culturally different. And, and I, so this whole idea, and the reason I bring all this up is I'm sick of the racism comments. I'm tired of it. It's ridiculous. And the reason I am is not because I feel threatened by it, but because, you know, I did that racism video last week on on social media that we put out and had a lot of folks come and say, look at this white honky. He's just getting red pilled and all this stuff. (laughs) I'm like, no, it was was a pretty logical argument that I made. (laughs) But uh, the issue is it diminishes real racism. And that, that really bugs me. So me personally, I do wish that Trump would chill a little bit when it comes to the, you know, Trump, you know, the tweets at three in the morning, because let's face it, let's face it. Look at it like this. I hear people all the time who say, I love his policies. I just hate his tweets. You'll never hear anybody saying, I love his tweets, but I hate his policy. Right. You see that? that and that's so it's just like, eh, maybe reel it in a little bit. Anyway, party time, mom. Well, let me say uh, one thing that somebody brought to my attention was that just the, is a prepositional phrase, go back to. Yeah, is uh, was associated a lot with when, you know, um, Lincoln. Well, just go back to Africa. Yeah. Go Abraham back Lincoln to wanted to send the freed slaves back to Africa. go back to was associated with a racist comment. So when Trump, I have people all the time tell me to go back to Georgia or go back to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I only spent the first four months of my life there, but everybody's like they see it on Wikipedia. And then like, why don't you just go back to New Jersey? You're not a cowboy. What everybody watching doesn't know is that as soon as the cameras go off, he has a Jersey accent. This is all fake. It's all That's because I'm an army man. Gosh. And I'm we're an back. I'm an army man, Candace. We're back, Candace. Is that a German helmet you're wearing? I tongue. No, Horn it's, it's for a America. Swedish helmet. Eins, zwei, drei. Yes. Where's my tank? <laughs> Go what to the general. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're getting to a point now where words are going to be made obsolete. You can't use any phrase because they're going to be offensive. 
I, I can tell you, I, I was, um, okay, um, the tweets, I'm a little taken aback because I wish he wouldn't have said anything because I feel like this whole Pelosi, uh, what did you call them? Squad. Squad. They were, I mean, they were, people were, they're dividing themselves. They were taking care so of their own that stuff. That actually was the focus even on, I say this a lot, but even on The View. You know, they were all going, quit fighting with each other. So the focus was there. So now I feel like, you know, that took the focus off of that yeah. more than it took the focus off of the raids. But well, that, that'll make that'll make Pelosi have to align herself with those four again. Which oh, and she already and did. And even their own voters, I was reading statistics, where 22% of the people that voted for them don't are not favorable of them and so now she's gonna have to go back and realign with them he's playing them yeah mm-hmm. well you know i made the tweet over the weekend i said so could somebody please tell me the qualifications aoc has just to be a congressperson besides you know being old enough and available and somebody's like well she worked for she was an intern for kennedy i have no evidence of that i could be wrong i don't know i can't find evidence that she interned for ted kennedy and then that she she was an organizer for bernie sanders in 2016 that's true i don't know she shuffled papers and put out posters i I don't know then she drove to flint michigan and looked at the water and then she drove to the reservation to talk about the dakota pipeline or whatever okay so she drove across the country and then they say well and then she started brook avenue press uh, well, Brook Avenue Press back in 2012, which is a children's book thing out of the Bronx, still owes back taxes. So, so much for that economics degree that she graduated cum laude with from Boston University. So I'm still not impressed with this person. And even The View has come out against her. You mentioned The View. Mm-hmm. They've even come out against her. And I'm like, people keep saying, just quit giving her press. You can't stop because she's like, I've said over and over again, she's a yellow belt. You may be a black belt. But when that yellow belt kicks you one time, luckily in the nads, game over. Right. And that's a problem. She, she might be a yellow belt, but she's a dangerous person. She's an avowed socialist. If I say the term, if I say the term cultural Marxist to you guys, does it mean anything? I mean, like, is it, is that, is that a lost term? That's, that's a term that kind of gets thrown around a lot by white supremacists and neo-Nazis and things like that. So a lot of times people are hesitant to even use it, but it's from the Frankfurt, Frankfurt school. And, and, and so this, that whole idea of, of, People wanting this. See, that's the dangerous thing of, of, of democratic socialism or cultural Marxism or whatever is is it will never fully exist because it never has. But the problem is there's always people who are pursuing it. And that's what's dangerous about AOC. Anyway, I feel like it's being more actively pursued than I remember. Yeah. In in all of my life. Yeah. I mean, is that right? Am, am I Well, I since mean, the 19, and, since 1950. Right. So, since 1950, but it has been, it has, it is, it has ebbed and waned and mm-hmm. it has come back and it is back in a big, big way these days. And um, anyway. But, uh, uh, I think keeping them in the news, though, I think that's smart for, you know, the, the right. I because don't know. that will, the independents, they're, they're just going to look at this and go, these, these girls are crazy. Yeah, you you also you don't want the you don't want the animus between them to dissipate before the election. I mean, we still have a long way to go before we get to the election. So it would be great if that could just keep ramping up. And this was a distraction. Uh, Yeah. From that. Yeah. What else? I you know, by the way, I think Elizabeth Warren is the fourth person in that squad because I think she misheard it and thought it was squaw. Dang. One for the peanut gallery. Would you like to redefine racist? (laughs) (laughs) 
gosh. And just a quick like correction. So back in May, um, AOC actually tweeted that 10 years previous, she worked for Tenna Kennedy in the Foreign Affairs Immigration Constituent Office. And she okay. regularly just She said calls. it. I, still, I can't. I just can't find evidence of it. How old is mm-hmm. she? 29. So when she was 19? 19. Okay. In college. I'm not saying right. she didn't. Oh, I no. just couldn't find. I couldn't find anything to okay. back it up. Um, so good on her. That's great. That's great. Um, there's a woman in Florida who could be going to jail. Only people keep one? licking stuff. We're back to licking. People keep licking stuff. And and getting it on camera. I what is with these trends? I don't know. Like, you know, it used to people would surf on top of the car or they would <laughs> climb see how many people they could how many frat kids they could put inside of a phone booth and mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff, but what's 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 the deal here? Did you do any weird trends? Probably. I mean, I had spiked hair and a rat tail at one point. Now, oh, that's and parachute pants. Didn't we all? That's a shame. <laughs> no, we did not all. <laughs> <laughs> so you anyway, had Z Cavaricis. You know, mother in Florida. That's like saying Florida man, always in Florida, faces up to thirty years in jail. After recording her daughter licking a tongue depressor at the doctor's office and putting him back. I mean, that's some dangerous stuff when you think about it. I mean, right, because if anyone is immunocompromised. Yeah. That's, a, that, you know. Tongue depressors should be individually wrapped anyway. They shouldn't be in a. You're spinning. See, that's the problem. It's just like everybody's saying with this girl who. who um, Bluebell. Did the Bluebell ice cream that it needs to be, you know, vacuum sealed and wrapped and stuff like that. And everybody's like, yeah, it needs to have plastic on it, blah, blah, Just blah. Don't blah. See, everybody's all about spending somebody else's money. Well, what about <laughs> when you go to a restaurant and you go grab a toothpick out of that little cup? And I'm not talking about the individual dispenser, but everybody's hands been in that, or the candy that's in that office. Everybody's they have done hands studies that. that talk about how much urine has been found mm-hmm. on those toothpick things. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Urine's clean. Yeah. They used to pee on each other in Vietnam. They'd overheat. They didn't I make think one they still do for different reasons. They'd lay them down in the whole, whole the squad. <laughs> <laughs> the whole platoon would be on them. I, I say let's cut out the middleman. Let's just start licking other people. Yeah, like let me, I'll, I'll be, we'll be like monkeys or, yeah. or lions. I'll help lick the meat from between your teeth. <laughs> and you won't even need to touch a toothpick. How about that? Isn't that uh, disgusting, Natalie? Just trying to think of what would have made her lick a tongue depressor. On and somebody, camera and then put it back. And somebody teaching their kid that. Well, the one that really ticked me off was the person, the guy who spit in the Arizona tea, put the cap back on that and put it back on the shelf. Oh, gosh. Okay. That's nasty. I will say I'm guilty of double dipping, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's yours. Well. It's yours. Not at our table but, of but chips and salsa. I had a buddy in high school used to open up the Pepsi bottle to look and see if it was a winner. If it wasn't a winner, he'd put it back and put it back <laughs> in the thing until he got a winner. Yeah. He's a cop now, so I won't bring up his name. <laughs> this is, what is this wrong is, with the world? This is man. unrelated, but very quickly, I used to work at a gas station, and we had a customer come in one time uh, who was kind of a jerk and and he came up and he put a can of pop down on the counter and he turned around to go get something else and my buddy standing next to me grabbed it shook it really hard and set it right back down oh. and we, we waited for the guy to walk out i felt kind of bad but not very much it's beautiful probably wouldn't do it again that's a beautiful story uh, poor guy <laughs> poor guy oh, stay but horned. this says she can face up to 30 years 
Well, it's, it's a, like a minimum of two and a maximum of 30 with stuff like that. Dang. Minimum? Yeah. Are they going to take jail. her away from her family while they do that? <laughs> Probably yes. so. I don't think okay. her daughter just, gets to go. Just wondering how that jail. works when you break the law. Just stop doing dumb things. I mean, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the deal. Come on, people. Why are people doing dumb things? Mm-hmm. Really dumb. And I, and I will. I don't want to go back into that. This is. There's a couple things. I do want to go back into it because, you know, Trump, Trump's talking about over the weekend, uh, just yesterday, Trump was talking about or, or legislation. They're talking about passing legislation where where they're going to force people to who are seeking asylum that you need to get it before you ever get here. So you need to try to get asylum in like Guatemala or Mexico or something like mm-hmm. that, because if you come here and you haven't at least tried on the countries you've already passed through, you're not going to get it here. So that's that's a massive sweeping reform that could be very effective in stopping the caravans. Because I'm pissed off, man. You saw that deal at that federal center right there where they pulled the American flag down and raised the Mexican flag up on top of it. The protesters did. You you starting to get into the realm of getting some ass beaten right there. Know, somebody mm-hmm. comes pulls my American flag down in my yard, something's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you get you get. I'm on not some saying dangerous dangerous anybody. Terrain now. Now. wearing yeah. the pole. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm not saying they'll get shot, but I'm just I'm just saying something's gonna happen. These colors don't run. Look there here, my, my wife knows me. I came home, and this is what my wife said: "I got you something." She got me a flag, and I had a little tear that came to my eye. Trump 2020, keep America great. Think I won't fly it. Front oh, of my you house. need to fly it and fly it on that front corner, right on the from corner, your neighbor, <laughs> right across the street from the my uh, Beto neighbors. Yep. Yeah. Oh gosh. I know. Think I won't. Oh, I know you will. I know I will. I'm gonna lay it right out there. Ted Cruz ain't even running for office right now, but I'm still gonna put his signs back out. <laughs> You will confuse so many people. I'm not voting for him. I know. You're I'm gonna thinking end up about getting putting... him written in. Is what you're going to do? Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I couldn't find his name anywhere on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, this is going good. crazy. Going crazy, man. World's going crazy. Can't uh-huh. easy. We're gonna build a wall. I hope all you people living over here now. There you go, Chad. <laughs> how to get? How to get one more? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Where you're from ain't racist. It's a fact. That's true. It ain't about that. Stereotyping, is that racist? So can you imagine? So y'all saw the little video of of, uh, Megan Rapinoe, of the um, Rapinoe, however you say her name, from the Women's U.S. World Cup Mm -hmm. soccer. So she was at the award show at the ESPYs with her girlfriend, wife. I don't know what she is. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh. They look good. They, I got to give it to they're, them. They, they're, they, they are in shape. They are in shape. They look good. Of course, they weren't wearing shirts under their jackets mm-hmm. and stuff. And she had the nip slip that nobody got outraged about. I mean, I got a picture of her. Her full boob came plopping right out. Bloop, bring it up. I miss this. Yeah. yeah, where's your picture? Yeah, I'll show it to you afterwards. Right. I mean, <laughs> with the boob just popped right out. But she wasn't wearing anything under there. And anyway, so the little, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the kid came from. I don't know. But she's obviously sitting up there on the front row. And here comes some little kid, I guess, to me, looks Hispanic. I don't know. He's got a little, you know, a little commemorative soccer ball mm-hmm. and hands it to her. And, of course, she just doesn't make eye contact with him. There's announcements going on in the room. So who knows? Maybe they're paying attention to that. I think they're, they were they were both of them were looking off, paying attention to what was going on. What was going on. on, on. And she just signs sure. the things and hands it back to him. And everybody's trying to make news out of this. Uh, it even got posted on my political cowboy page today. But um 
and, I, and the re- only reason I bring it up is because, look, it, let's say you're having dinner and you're a celebrity or some, and somebody just comes up and walks up and sticks something in your face to sign. It's not a great – I mean, you do it. You try to be gracious with it. But, you know, these people are on a whole next level of celebrity. They, they're getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't make eye contact with him. So everybody tried to make a thing out of that. The reason I bring it up is – it's not a big deal, okay? So, okay, so she was less than gracious to this kid. But had it been a Donald Trump or had it been, you know, uh, some conservative that's out there, people would have lost their freaking mm-hmm. minds. And it pisses me off that conservatives are losing their minds over the same thing because it's it's petty. It's wasting time. It's petty. Wasting You're trying to villainize breath. somebody over something that is just ludicrous. Why did she make eye contact with this brown kid? Oh, get over it. She was probably at, at the it's an SP Awards kind of highlight kind of deal of everything that going on with her right there and she's getting to see herself on you know this kind of, she's not focused on anybody well else. they weren't doing she that at that be. point in time they were it was kind of a commercial breaker before the thing or the whole thing but it was that whole night i mean that but yeah well that, I mean, the other thing is that <clears throat> i saw that video a couple of different places they cut that video immediately after she turns her head yeah we have no idea what happened after that yeah she could have gotten up and given him a hug he could have taken a bump on one of them nipples i right. mean they were hanging out <laughs> who knows <laughs> i'll bump <laughs> That kid could have walked away and said, sell it on eBay. <laughs> I'm about to make a dollar. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's just, I mean, that, but that's the whole deal. And like, I'm sick of it. And, and, and it goes both ways. It's the right and the left. It's everybody wants to villainize each other. But just stop talking about it altogether. Because let me, fa- let's just face it. I watched a great Dennis Prager video this weekend where he's like, America is not racist. It is not racist. Only to the degree that people keep wanting to bring it up. And talk about it and make it a thing. We're not a racist country. We're just not. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are things that ha- are there things that happen out there that have racial undertones or even discriminatory motivations? Yes. 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 But they are far fewer than the norm. It's not normal. You don't walk around here. I don't look at the color of somebody's skin before I hold the door open for them in a public place. Right. I mean, you don't do that. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just ludicrous. Let me ask you this. What? Did you. So I, I, I saw a little bit of hate for what they were wearing because you mentioned that it was rather sexy. Um, and, you know, there were comments about, you know, have I remember when athletes carried themselves with more integrity or they are they treated. They were more they looked more like athletes than sex symbols. Do you think that's sexist? I mean, should she be able to wear what she wants? Because I think if I had their figures, I might show up naked. <laughs> like, they, well, they look really good. Natalie, we've been begging you to show up naked no, with your figure. They look really good. And I'm, I'm again, I think that is bringing, I, I, it didn't bother me what they were wearing. No, it didn't bother me. I mean, you know, look, if you don't like it, don't look at it. It's just like, bring up the, where's the, where's the picture of me and the alien? Mark, where's oh, the picture geez. of me and the alien? Look at I her. like what the alien's wearing. See, that's that's fantastic. That is <laughs> circa Mork and Mindy, 1988. That's normal. 79. 79. 80. Something like that. I mean, but, I mean, okay. If my distasteful joke offends you, don't look at it. He should have been wearing a rubber glove, though. 
well. That's Plus, how they that, greet you. That they alien's showing they an awful lot of sanitize. flurb around the neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like saying, Steve, that's like you and me saying we should put on rubber gloves before we shake hands. You probably uh, should. That's how we greet That's how they greet you. Mm-hmm. I was just being social, and I was like, okay, you're going to do what? Well, when in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you taking over their tourism board? No, 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 no. I was just, a, I was just passing through. But I mean, you know, if you don't like that, don't look at it. If that offends you, then that's the deal. I mean, it's like this, this thing in the news this weekend of Scarlett Johansson, and and you know, Scarlett Johansson had to eliminate that role she was going to do because she wasn't transgender. In rub and tub. Yeah. Rub, tub and rub. Rub and tub, something because like that. Because she's an actor. She, she, she was, was going to play a transgender man, like she's right? Someone else. That's what acting is. Mm-hmm. You act like you're someone Absolutely. else. Yeah, she not. said, "Look, it doesn't matter if I'm trying to act like a tree or whatever." Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, she went. They, I mean, they jumped all over her for even bringing it up and talking about it because people were mad that she is not transgender, but she was going to play that role. Yeah. This happened with what the movie recently with um, what's the movie that's out right now about um, Rocket Man? Yes, Rocket Man. Uh, and the, the guy, the Aaron, guy's Karen not gay, Egerton, but he's whatever his name is. Yeah, and he plays a he plays a gay. You know, who and, was cast and, by Elton John correct, and his himself. husband David Furnish, and people produced got offended. by David Furnish, so people got mad. And of course, Elton said, "That's a bunch of." Bull- <laughs> that was kind of an Irish. That's Elton. good though, but he called it. He said, "That's yeah. BS," and let's move on. People spend a lot of time being mad, outraged. That's the thing. I, I'm always triggered. more impressed by an actor if they're if they're doing something outside of their experience. Like that's that to me is what creates Oscar winning performances Thank is you. when you're doing something you're acting outside of who you are. You become somebody else. Sean Penn great. played Harvey Milk. Nobody. He did a fantastic job. It was also in I Am Sam. That's exactly. He played I Am Sam. He played a a mentally, you know, challenged person. Fantastic job. He played a crazy person in in the the what is it? The Genius and the Madman uh, with Mel Gibson here recently. It was a straight to video deal. Great true true story about the encyclopedia. I'll check that out. Uh, Not in the encyclopedia, the uh, dictionary, Cambridge Dictionary. Um, But you take a guy like that. Look, I don't agree with Sean Penn or his politics, but he's a fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. Same with yeah, it, it's but what are you gonna do? Nobody's complaining about him playing mm-hmm. Harvey Milk, who, you know, was a homosexual activist in San Francisco back in the what, seventies? I don't even know. Who knows, Candace? But I, I agree with you, Jennings, that the I, you appreciate the versatility because there are a lot of re- very funny actors who are the same character in every movie. Yeah, and that that's when you start to realize, okay, they are good at being that character. But when somebody, you know, Brad Pitt is a great actor. You know, he is versatile. There are plenty of great actors. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is great actor. Great actor. <clears throat> he wasn't always. Nicholas Cage. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Nicholas Cage could have been a great actor. Yeah. As he long as he not. only made National Treasure. <laughs> now, it, the, um, Leaving Las Vegas was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Nicholas Cage movie. Oh, who, um, who's your favorite actor of all raising time? Raising Arizona, I really, too. I like uh, Edward Norton. He's a good actor. Ed Norton's a good actor. My favorite actor of all time? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I have probably Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, that's, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. that's a mighty fine thing of you to say. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> no, I really don't know. I don't know who that Do y'all have be. a favorite actor? No? 
The Chad Rock. Prather. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> I can't wait to see that new Hobbs and Shaw movie, and yeah, I'm not a Fast and Furious dude. I'm not But either. I'll tell you what, this movie, they have taken forever to finally release True. this movie. Like, good Lord, this they trying to, I mean, the anticipation for it's just outrageous. Of the, I mean, I've practically seen so many trailers now. I've seen the whole You've movie. You've probably seen the entire movie. I mean, it's going to be completely ludicrous because I never watched any of those um, Fast and Furious movies. But, I mean, you know, my son's watched enough of them that I at least know what I'm dealing with. The Jason, mm-hmm. what's his name? Straight, Statham. Yeah, I'm Statham. a huge fan of his, uh, all his movies. So that, all you his would action packs. I think Joseph, so. my husband, looks like Jason Statham. Your husband looks better than Jason Statham. Yes, your husband's like a foot taller than him, too. Yeah. Yeah, your husband looks a lot Wait, they look. They than, have similar look. You know, it's the hair. Uh, the, the, non, the lack of hair the non-hair hey can we can we i want to i want to talk about this one thing and then we're going to get out of here um i i want to say um first of all uh god bless the family and and the memory of ross perot who passed mm-hmm. away last week at the age of uh 88 89 i'm sorry and um you know you say what you want to say about ross perot i know a lot of people got mad at him back in 92 because basically in, he ensured that bill clinton was going to win the election when it was up against him and H.W. Bush. But I'll tell you what, knowing what I know now about Trump and being a businessman in leadership, I almost wish I could go back to 1992 and vote for Ross Perot. Because, I mean, those guys, I mean, it, it was it was like a precursor to what we see now with Trump. Now, Ross Perot is a little more statesmanlike, and, and I get all that stuff. And Ross Perot, but, you know, Ross Perot did a lot of stuff for Texas did a lot of stuff for business and industry and things. And so it was a great story in the Dallas Morning News. Uh, former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, wrote the essay about Ross Perot and talking about how his he said his love of country, larger-than-life personality, and generosity are all part of his legacy that will live on. But there's another little-known part of the life of Ross Perot that should be told now that he's gone. He was a tireless but private supporter of our wounded veterans. And he goes on to tell the story about uh, a guy who was serving in Iraq in 2003 and got shot in the abdomen while attending to a fallen comrade. And uh, anyway, had a long, long road to recovery. And then it got complicated with meningitis and a stroke-induced coma that led him and uh, put him in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. But it went on and it talked about, uh, long story short, he sent his plane to pick him up, bring him to Dallas, give him the best medical care, made sure that everything was taken care of, flew him back home on his private jet and then made sure, made sure that it, so it's just things like that, that they're great Americans and great patriots, regardless of what you think of them. And, and they're good people out there. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing, you know, I mean, there's quite a legacy. I, um, yeah. Anyway, so that, that, you know, be good people. Can I add to that? Yeah. I actually have a Ross Perot story. He was meeting at our office. Um, and this, this isn't was, a me too moment, is it? No, <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> And I'm Ross Perot. This Ross was, Perot couldn't reach anything on Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the when the Super Bowl was here and we had the big ice? I mean, it just iced over the whole city. We had a meeting um, scheduled at our office and the ice rolled in and we thought for sure it was all going to be canceled because the roads. I mean, it was it was Dallas was it was bad. It was a bad situation. And um, anyway, we're like, do you think and it was with Ross Perot? He was going to meet us there. And we're like, do you think he's going to come or whatever? Anyway, he not only came, he was early and he was confused as to why we weren't there early as well, because 
we got there. Yes, sir. We we are on our way. We're going to be there. And, you know, we're just sliding into the office. But he had done a dry run the day before, before this meeting. And he always did that for any meeting. He was always early and I guess showed signs of, you know, if you're if you're late, it's a, it's disrespecting the other person's time. And I think that work ethic is few and far between these days. He was a good man. Yeah. He Sounds held like to me. his word. He ha- when he had a meeting, he kept it even in an ice storm. Yeah. Uh, now he had a driver. <laughs> I didn't have a driver <laughs> to get me to the, you know. But I I appreciated the fact that he didn't um, cancel. He kept the meeting and he was early. Yeah, that's hard to find. You're always late. I'm kidding. You're not always late. On time, all the time, except some <laughs> of the time. Then be ahead of time. That's impressive because back then nobody uh, was around to tell people how to hide from ice. <laughs> and with Zing. that folks and with that go to watchchad.com find me in Macon, Georgia Friday night Athens, Georgia Saturday night and in Lexington, Kentucky Sunday evening come on and say, hang out with me and Party Foul Steve and uh, and read up on this idiocy right here that we didn't get to about the Texas abortion clinic being blessed by local clergy members down in Austin ah oh, boy I don't know what's going on yeah, I don't know what's going on. Different times. Natalie? Yes, sir. Good to see you. You as well. Glad you can make it. Thank you. Thanks for wearing sh- shoes that covered your toes. You got Candice, it. You're the best. Mark? You're all right. Jennings? Party foul, Steve? <laughs> we love y'all. God bless you. Bye. Bye.